exactly would have aided her in controlling the beast. Her third sin fought mightily for her attention, but she ignored it. Yet the harder the horse's hooves pounded against the earth, the more the very sound of the word seemed to echo in her head. Covetousness. She coveted a man, and that surely was something to repent of. Never mind that his very reputation should have sent any sensible maid fleeing for cover. "'Twas said he wanted nothing to do with wedded bliss, though she believed otherwise. But it had been a handful of years since she'd seen him last, so twas possible things had changed. She had cause to wonder. He should have returned from France long ago. But the man hadn't, so she was left with her speculation about not only the state of his feelings for her, but the truth of the tale circulating about him— she had decided to take matters into her own hands and seek him out. And if the rumours were true that he no longer wanted a wife, perhaps he wouldn't be opposed to having another sword to guard his back. And if it took her even as long as a pair of months to hone her skills so she could offer them to him, then so be it. She would have Sir Rhys de Piaget, whether he willed it or not. His battle prowess was a desirable thing, his foul temper could be ignored. His single-mindedness could eventually be turned from swordplay to her. Convincing him to wed her might entail tidying her person up a bit and unlearning the warrior skills she currently sought to acquire, but she felt certain she would manage it. No matter the perils of pursuing him, no matter the rigours of living as a mercenary while her swordplay improved, it would be worth the effort if he were the prize. It certainly was preferable to the hellish future she'd left leagues behind her at air. She stiffened in fear as a low fence of rocks appeared suddenly before her. Her mount, however, seemed to find it much to his liking, if the equine glee with which he sailed over it was any indication. Gwen was reunited with the saddle, accompanied by a mighty clacking of her teeth. She realized immediately that dwelling on her destination was a dangerous activity, given that all her attention should have been focused on her mount. She raced through the countryside, feeling as if an eternity had passed since she'd managed to get herself into the saddle outside Ayr's gates. Perhaps speed was a boon. By the time Alan realized she had fled, she would be well on her way to Dover. Surely it would be a simple thing to sell her betrothal ring and find passage to the continent. If not, more lying and stealing would likely be called for. It was a good thing she'd had her first taste of both while still on familiar ground. She suspected she could do either now without so much as a twitch. She caught sight of something dark out of the corner of her eye. She hazarded a second glance, only to find that a man was riding toward her. She would have stiffened in horror, but she feared to move. So she contented herself with a small squeak, which was immediately lost in the rushing of wind around her. Merciful saints above, had Alan noticed her absence this quickly and sent someone to fetch her? Or was it instead another mercenary, bent on stealing her blade and her horse? Ah, so the first test of her mettle would come sooner than she had thought. Perhaps t'was just as well, Like her vices, her skill with the sword could be first tried while she was still on English soil.
If she could have stopped her horse long enough to draw her sword, that is. Away with you, oaf, she shouted as the man drew alongside her. Then she realized it was more the tone her mother might have taken with a recalcitrant servant. She immediately attempted something more mercenary-like. Leave me be, you, you. She racked her poor brains for something appropriately vulgar, but soon found herself distracted by the amazing display of horsemanship going on alongside her. Without so much as a pucker of concentration marring his brow, the young man leaned over, reached out a gloved hand, and swept up her reins. A sharply spoken word and a healthy tug brought her horse to a gradual, graceful, and quite dignified stop. Gwen was so grateful for the cessation of motion, she couldn't find her tongue to speak. That and she was too busy running.